All right, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, uh, being joined by SYP creator Ravisher. Rav, what's happening? Hey, man. Uh, not much. Just uh, just schoolwork again. Schoolwork, work, and it's about it right now. <laughs> We're recording this podcast on September 22nd, uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Uh, we did our uh, 2009 NHL redraft last week, along with some NFL talk. We're not going to do the NFL talk this week because that pushed the podcast about two hours. <laughs> so that was a little, yeah. little long. Plus, uh, SYP creator Scott and I, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, Ryder Cup preview and a Metro Division preview later this week uh, with a special guest. So we're putting out a bunch of content for you, and I'm also going to Alberta. So I'm really busy. I don't have a lot of time to do all this sort of stuff. So if we can save half an hour here, football, great. Yeah, and, and most people know who to pick anyways in games. It's not pick winning teams. That's that's the key to betting football, right, is picking winning Yeah. Teams. I got another free bet tomorrow, so I don't know. I guess we can do that. What's your pick for tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday night football. I, I, what is it? Panthers, Panthers minus eight, eight is what I've been told. I think, yeah. That's probably right, considering Davis Mills is going to be starting for Houston. That, that's yeah, probably right. <laughs> I, I had a. I was telling my betting group. I was like, oh, I'll probably just end up taking the Texans because, like, if they win, I get a good amount of money. But it's also like, I, I was betting Terod Taylor was playing, but he's not even playing, so I, I'm not doing that. I actually don't mind the tech. Like the Texans haven't been as as awful as I thought they would be through like the first two yeah. weeks. But I I was thinking about that too, where it's like you're at home. It's like the one primetime game Houston has this year. It could be interesting. All right. So this week, uh, Rav and I are going to be going through the 2014 NHL draft. We're going to be redrafting that same format as last week, where we go uh, 10 picks each, top 20. Uh, this time we're going to go from one to 20 instead of 20 to one. 21 was also good. It's just like it, this one, like kind of works we're, in a better like draft way. We're switching it up this week. We're doing we're, it. Up. We'll probably do 20 to one next week for the 2016 NHL redraft prod, prod. Which that one, I always find that you need to give at least five years. And that, that's like a perfect yeah, one. Yeah, because somebody, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was asking me like 2017 and 2018. And they're trying to get me like, who's your top five from that draft? It's like still a little, the jury's know, still out a little bit on that. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. I, I, there's a few guys that have in this draft that if we did this three years ago, they wouldn't even be first two no. rounds because like a lot of these guys, like, uh, I mean, I won't, no, I won't do it. I won't say it yet. I'll say it when the players come up. But yeah, there's a lot of guys that wouldn't have even started playing till like 2018, right? So yeah, pretty much. I mean, and and yeah, um, I think this draft. I don't know if I think it's, I don't know if it's better than the 2009 draft. Cause I think the 2009 yeah. draft, you have a lot of, um, you do the 2013 draft. <laughs> okay. That, well, one, that one, that one might be sad though. That's that one's a little bit sad, but because yeah. we did, we did 2009 last week. This one, I think is a little bit more top heavy. Cause by the time I think we get, I, I was saying this to you earlier, by the time you get to like, 15 to 20 you're you're, you're maybe reaching on some players and you're just picking yeah. guys who you really like maybe who aren't the 16th best player in a draft class but just a guy you really like yeah for sure so uh rav gets to go first this week he get he gets the first overall pick in our 2014 syp nhl redraft rav um, I, I think we know who you're taking, judging yeah. by your shirt. But this is this is not an oiler shirt, this is a dry sauce shirt. He's on the back. Oh, okay. Uh, this is not we we don't support Oilers. This is an this is an Oilers non Oilers podcast right here. 
Uh, uh, this is a, this is a, this is a, yeah, this is an anti oilers podcast. And again, this is not a Red Wings jersey. Uh, Larkin jersey. <laughs> I get my Dotsuk one. We can match. Um, so number one overall in 2014. So 2014, first overall pick was Florida. They won the draft lottery front and they moved up from second to first. And Florida took right-handed defenseman Aaron Ekblad, and he turned out to be really good. Especially, I like I like Ekblad. I I, yeah. I I really like Ekblad. I think uh, I mean he took a while to become really like the elite player that like everyone expected it. Like he was always like a good defenseman, but he wasn't you know the the what we expected. But now I think he's really became like especially in the 2020 season, like before COVID, he had a great season. Before yeah. he got injured this season, he even had a like like a pretty good season. He actually. Well, he got Norris votes in his first two seasons too, and he like even the year he won the Calder, he got like got a Norris vote. But you know, like he's still a good player. He's been a good player throughout his career. A great pick from Florida, but I, I mean, you have to take Leon. You have to take Leon Drysaddle. That's why I took uh, number one overall in my redraft. He is uh won the Hart Trophy uh the season before last. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Art Ross. That he the guy is a killer, dude. That guy is a great player. I. Uh- Two years, he has two years of 100 plus points. He was on pace for it again this year. Um, yeah. Four years of 50 percent or higher faceoff win percentage. Yeah, you mentioned the Hart Trophy. Fifty um, percent Corsi four or more every year he's yeah. been in the league. Um, yeah, the, the 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 MVP like with McDavid on the team and like. It's just, it's just a great like and then Nanny won the Ted Lindsay. I'm pretty sure that year he really cleared it out. Um, um the uh, Pier- Pearson, I think too, he won. That's the VP. Yeah, the Pearson, that's the one. Or I think it's called Ted. Is it called Ted Lindsay now? Like it's called the Ted Lindsay. Must be is something else. I can't remember what it is. Now. Um, who's the who's the other German that German born player that's at a hundred points in the NHL besides Drysaddle? Ooh, um, it's one that you. Yeah, I don't blame you for not getting because. Everyone doesn't know this about him. A German-born player who's got a hundred points. Yeah, it's not like an. He's not someone who plays for Germany though. He's like the Steve Nash, where he's like, oh, he's born there, he plays for Canada. Oh. So I don't know if you'll get that one. Yeah, but... I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on guys. He like... scored. Uh, he scored. He happened to score fifty goals in two thousand seven. Oh, is that Danny Healy? Yeah. I didn't know he was from Germany. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was born there. Okay, uh, so Mr. Mr. All Star. Um, there's an argument that Drysaddle is he probably like he probably by the time his career is over, it's going to be the best German hockey player of all time. Uh, I think you could argue at this point. He <laughs> like if we're not counting Heatley, I think he really is. Like there there there's some honorable mentions in there, but like. You know, there's not anyone who who's as offensively dominant or even dominant in their best position, like as Drysaddle. So um, you take Drysaddle first. Um, yeah. What's kind of missing from him is the is the postseason. Uh, yeah, the postseason success, especially you know, I don't know, game game four the season. Like he really was even. I know it was a three overtime game. That was the one I watched fully. And I'm yeah. just like, oh. This guy, I mean, yeah, obviously he still had five points in four games, but it's this, it's just when it matters, he seems to not turn it on like as everyone knows he can. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's a good player. He had two hat tricks just last season, right? And like he had a hat trick the season before. Um, he killed in the WHL too. He was great there. He, he was, he was, a, he, he was I, 
I was going to say, I remember watching him with the Kelowna Rockets. I think he was drafted yeah. when he was on Prince Albert, but he got to go play for Kelowna. And yeah. I want to say he was on their 2015 Memorial Cup team that year, but I could yeah. be wrong. And dude was just insane in junior. Yeah, he he's a great player. I think everyone kind of knew he was going to be at least a top top five pick in that draft. It was just kind of, it was all over the place that year. There was one, I don't think there was really a consensus number one that season. From what I remember, no, it's like, I, I, think, I think Ekblad was the guy, but like it's, it was at the point where it's like, if it went the other way, it would like, if it went to dry or someone else, right. It wasn't, it wouldn't be out of the question that it, it could have happened. No, I think, I mean, and I think there was also the point too, of like, you need to have that big, you know, strong the big defense. D man. And, and, D, and it obviously worked out for Florida because they have a good, good forward core right now. They got Barkov and Huberdo. And now they have Ekblad back there. They got Uyghur locked up too. They got a lot of guys there. So, I mean, it's worked out in the end for like right now. It's working out. And they got the goalie too. Yeah. And, you know, for Edmonton, um, you know, they got arguably two of the best centers in the game right now. Yeah. I mean, they got the back to back MVPs. Yeah. Like uh, you can't, you can't, I mean, you shouldn't be able to get swept by any team, but I mean, Whatever. We don't talk about that, I guess. Maybe that's how good the Winnipeg Jets are. <laughs> we'll get uh, to the Jets at number nine, though. We'll uh, I So number two, I got the second overall pick. So, and yeah. Originally, that was Sam Reinhart. Originally, Sam Reinhart. Uh, another Buffalo pick. Yeah, um, that was a great. He's a great player, by the way. Florida got him, too, recently for the yeah, like, Florida Devin trade Levi him. trade, which is a good trade because they didn't need Devin Levi, whereas, I mean, Buffalo has a lot of goalies, but, like, Devin Levi doesn't or it doesn't hurt to have too many goalies to be honest. Like there's a lot of misses when you get with goalies, right? It's just another lottery ticket. Like hopefully that's the one that works. So. Yeah, and and he played obviously really good in the in the World Juniors last last tournament. Obviously, like it always is hard to judge behind a behind a Canadian defense, especially like with I don't know Byzantine Fucali, like to name a few. Right? If I want to um, go further, we can go to like another Buffalo goalie, Tokarski, but. Well, I, I was going to go uh, Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, he was the next one. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a few in there that, like, um, I mean, we can go all the way back to that one dream team. I forgot his name now. Oh, it was like the year Crosby was playing. I remember that team was stacked, and they had this one goalie. His name was, like, I think it was Jeff Glass. Like, yeah, that's yeah. his name. It's it's so far back, but that's another one that never worked out. But he was he was on the team that with Crosby. So, second overall in the 2014 NHL redraft. Again, it's kind of obvious. Like it's kind of obvious who the one, two in this draft class yeah. are. Uh, so I'm going to go with David Pasternak uh, for Boston who God, if it wasn't for Kucherov, he might be the next best winger in the, in the, in the league right now. Yeah, for um, sure. Like it's really, there's a very few wingers as offensively gifted, especially goal scoring wise as this guy. He has one of the best shots in the league. Um, I mean, it's I it's hard to like I don't even remember him scoring like 35 goals in like 2017, 2018. He just I swear it's just like last season and like in the COVID season he was on pace for near 60. I think it was 55. He had they pull it up here. He, he, he well, I was just gonna say like he is like one of the best offensive players in the league. He has one of the best shots. He's a threat on the power play. Yeah. Uh, he's got the killer instinct that you look for. Um, I think he, he pro. I don't know if he probably would have because I think Rask would have probably won the Conn Smythe had the Bruins won the Cup in 2019. 
But yeah. I think Pasternak was at least a candidate for that Con Smythe team. He was yeah, seventeen to- points in twenty one games, or sorry, uh, nineteen points in twenty four games. That yeah. that's I mean that's pretty good, especially for playoffs. Like I don't think I think the leading scorer on St. Louis had around that mark too. No one was really above a point per game on that team. Maybe O'Reilly, but that was about it. And and the, and the cool thing about Pasta is he he does have a bit of a personality, and it fits really well with the city of Boston. Like he provides yeah. kind of that. You know, Marchand's like the really tough, gritty, you know, grinder type yeah. player. And then Pasternak's like the stand-up guy there. He's like, he's got to be there forever. He's the guy who keeps everyone in check. And then he apostos and he's the star. He passes the star. He's the fun guy. You know, he, he's the real, you know, charismatic one, the real personable yeah. player on the team, which yeah. it, I mean, that's why, again, they're one of the best first lines in hockey. Yeah. One of the best lines in hockey is the Marchand-Bergeron uh, yeah. pass the line perfection line perfection line almost do we, do we call it i know they're called that i think but eh, i don't know we i see why you got like the you got the two-way guy in marshan who can like fight and then you got bergeron who's a two-way like one of the best two-way players to, like play it, hockey ever and then you got one of the best goal scorers it looks it, it looks like it right it looks like it and part of that was uh, too because of the development of pasternak because he was yeah. drafted what 32nd 33rd 25th actually 25th. 25th he was drafted 25th yeah. in this draft so i mean uh, i think that was when uh let me see was it mccann before yep mccann was picked yeah. right before by us so nice, so, nice. but i mean th- like that like at 25 in the first round like you're kind of taking a shot in the dark like you think yeah. this kid's good but you don't you don't think he's going to be as good as david pasternak is now yeah yes and, so and, i yeah and that that's why i gotta take him number two um there's an argument i don't know if it's a great one but there is an argument that he could go number one in the redraft over dry saddle it's just tough when dry saddle's a center pass an x dry saddle's a center and he's so good at winning face-offs too and mm. i mean it's it's i know he plays alongside mcdavid on the power play and but 110 points in 70 games in the NHL is saying something. I'm sorry. Even if he's a complete liability defensively, which I don't even think he is. He actually got Selkie votes this year, which, which was wild. Like multiple second yeah. place votes, which like, <laughs> I don't know. Might as well let us fucking vote at this point. But uh, yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not that good defensively at all. But I mean, he's a, he's they, there. Well, he can well, play well, defense when you need. Well, that's just the thing is that like, you know, some, I can't remember who it was, but somebody put it about how like McDavid and Drysaddle just aren't completely useless on defense <laughs> this past year. They were like, you know, they were just bad. They weren't completely useless, yeah. which, you know, says something, but. Um, um Yeah, but yeah, Pasternak is, I think, definitely the second pick in this draft. All-star yeah. last year, Maurice Richard winner, uh, 2020. Uh, he'll probably win that again in his career, and yeah, I don't, I don't see a, a heart trophy being out of the question. Too, this guy is lethal. I well, it depends on how this next generation of Bruins players, because now we're kind of, yeah. you know, Char. We're on gone. to the end of Marsh and Bergeron too. We're kind of getting yeah. to that late end because we don't so, know. I think is Bergeron's up next year, or the year after. I forgot which one. Bergeron which might be going. gone after this year. <clears throat> yeah, this season. Um, yeah, the, but they uh. It sucks that they didn't want to cup with uh with Pasternak with that core. They might see it still, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That contract they have those three on is also fucking beautiful GM yes. play work right there. Like they're all arguably like eleven, twelve million dollar players, especially Marsh and and Bergeron or and uh and Pasternak right now, too, right? Yeah. So I got past the two I got past the two. 
you yeah. can go you can go third. Uh yeah. and this is an Oilers pick. This is an Oilers pick. So the Oilers obviously number th- number three overall. Let me pull it up. Leon Dreisidel, center. Uh, he was the original pick. Uh, obviously, we already talked about him. Uh, one of the best players in hockey right now. And he's a center. And speaking of center, that's who I also picked, the center. <laughs> uh, he originally got drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning and two-time Stanley Cup champion now. I'm not forgetting his name. His name is Braden Point. That's who I'm going to take okay. a third overall in this redraft. Um, obviously, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Uh, World Junior Medal 2015. I mean, that team was fucking loaded in 20. Oh yeah, that team was loaded too. Like he, he, yeah. But I mean, the guy, like in the playoffs, man, that guy just comes through every single time. Braden Point, man, he is. Well, what, was, what was that point streak he was on in the postseason? I don't think it was a, it was a goal streak. A goal streak. It was like a ten game goal streak. He was yeah. There's the like talk. Like he had a. He actually had the same amount of goals, same amount of games as he did in the last postseason when they won the first time around he actually had 10 more assists than 2020 in the in the bubble um yeah and arguably he's probably more dominant this one with 10 less assists so i mean that just shows how great he is um also shout out to shout out to uh what's his name uh stevie eiserman for going up a few picks in the third round to get this guy and, and obviously yeah. look how great it worked out um, I'll pull up the exact trade in a sec here. I mean, uh, you finish up on. Well, I was going to say the, the fascinating part about point is that he could be the, the top line center for like for any team, really. <laughs> it's well, like the I, team's I would, got Crosby and McDavid. It's like I was going to say for at least 10 to 15 teams in the league. He's yeah. like their number one center. And also he's on one of like the best contracts. Like, he was on the one of the best contracts past three years, and the, the nine and a half he's getting is like already a good deal enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> like the nine and a half he's gonna get after next season is already like a fucking killer deal. But I, what I was gonna say is the fact that we talked about this on the last pod about Victor Hedman and like how good he is compared to the other players on the team. Well, fucking yeah. Braden Point is one of the best centers in the league, but he, you know, there's still Kucherov who's on the team. There's still Vasilevsky who's on the team. There's still Hedman who's on the team. Stamkos. Stamkos is on the team. And, and all of those guys are going to get more attention and they get more attention and they get more publicity, publicity than Braden Point. Who is- know, yeah, I think it is also the thing that like Point isn't the guy like, you know, how Pasta, Pasternak is. Yeah, even like Drysaddle is like still like like even he's like has somewhat of a social media personality in a sense, but obviously Pasta has like the highest. But like you know, Point doesn't do anything on social media, so like that's that's just also how he uh, he carries himself. He's a more of an underground, low key guy, but I mean, he's fucking he's, one of the best hockey players in the world. He's <laughs> it's so like, good. It's, it's, it's so fun to watch him play, man. Honestly, like it's actually. It, it, it does like make watching Tampa much more fun. Obviously you got Cooch and all the guys, but like, man, he is electric. He like the, the remember that goal in that, that wild Florida game and the, I forgot what you, it may have just been game one where he scored. I think it was the first game over. where it was like the yeah. overtime three, two, he, four, three, whatever. I, I remember like, it was like five, five, I think. And then I remember. I, yeah. 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 Like no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That that's the one where it's like point scored like a minute to go dude. that. He is so like he is. He's clutch. He's electric, and he's a he's a top tier playoff performer. There's not many guys you want being on your like top. Like <laughs> there's like a few better setters than him in the playoffs. Honestly, out of the whole out of the whole league. So that's a great pick. 
yeah. point going third to Edmonton. Um, so number four, number four, Alberta team, Calgary, uh, Calgary. Uh, I should be wearing my Blasty jersey for this, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, so the original pick here was Sam Bennett for fourth overall. Let me see his uh, NHL player comparison if I can pull it I up here. I, I, he, was, I, he was compared. Uh, Dan Stewart from Future Considerations told OHL prospects comparisons to Doug Gilmore. He's compared to Doug Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, didn't turn out like that. Um, had a bad time in Calgary. Really wasn't. He was a fourth I mean, liner by the time. Sutter again, got there. yeah. By the time it was done. Uh, but he, Which he, that, he's always I mean, a guy. That that was a that was like he Bennett would have been the perfect player under Sutter. Yeah, that's why. It was a good pick. Yeah, I don't blame him for the pick because in the playoffs, the guy, the guy is great. Obviously, this year got suspended in the playoffs. We have five points, five games with uh, Florida. Um, yeah. And speaking of Florida, ten point or ten games, fifteen points. You know, like I, obviously, I don't know if that's uh, sustainable, but he got a good contract. Like just like we, we got a four year, four point four two five, at least for him. Uh, that could work out badly or it could work out greatly. I don't know. Um, but to get him, I think they also signed up. They got Verhage too. Those two guys. We'll see how that works out with both of them because obviously they seem like they could say one season wonders, like especially Bennett, maybe just because it's such a small sample size. But that's that's a guy who I do see in the future that could turn out, which is also a great thing to see just because he was such a high pick and everyone knows he's talented. But maybe on Calgary, he wasn't able to show it right. Oh, totally. Um, um, so good, you have good, for number good. four, though. So number number four, uh, I will take Aaron Ackblad, number four. Yeah. Um, to to the flames who at this point they'll have like they'll have giordano um yeah. we can pull up the it, team here their defense is fine and and like is it, that's was it 2015 where the flames played the canucks in the uh in the first yeah game? so obviously their defense was fine because we still had prime sabines okay like we still had a good team it just we just got absolutely worked by them that was that that was hard to watch honestly. That, was that, was ba- a- that, that was just a bad matchup yeah and that was the year i think yuri hoodler cooked so Oh, hell yeah. Yuri Hudler. Yeah. 76 points, 70, 78 games. Nice. Nice. So, but my point is, so Ekblad, according to hockey reference, he has 40, 45.3 point shares and Braden point has 37 point shares. Now point, I think the reason his point shares are lower is because of the fact he like, can yeah. play, <laughs> he can play <laughs> a little bit of a sheltered role on Tampa. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys who are sharing that. Bunch sharing of, that bunch of guys. So, yeah. Ekblad, you touched on it, right-handed defenseman. Takes a little bit to get to where he is right now, but he's shining right now. Um, I mean, if he's picked by Calgary, he's probably over. I don't know if he's already traded at this point, but maybe maybe they can move out Giordano earlier so they can – yeah, you know, get some help for Ekblad because Ekblad's a really good piece, especially for Calgary to build around right now. Yeah, um, I I really love Eric. I love Aaron Ekblad. I was really high on him coming out of uh, junior in the 2014 draft. Yeah, I I thought that he was going to be a, a terrific player. He was going to be a great defenseman. I don't know if I ever thought he was going to be the elite like Scott Niedemeyer type Dustin Keith defenseman. But I thought he could be a really top quality defenseman with a good, you know, six to eight years 
as a, as a, as a top line, top pairing defenseman. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's just going to get better for him. Hopefully this injury doesn't um, hurt him too much. I don't think it will. Um, he'll come back into a great team anyway. So he, th- that team is so good right now. I think I always, like, I honestly thought they could have easily went to seven with, um, with Tampa last year. They, they got really close, but I thought the, I thought the lightning were going to win that series regardless, but yeah. he is a guy like you, I don't, he's a guy you have to mention. It's like, Oh yeah. Aaron Ekblad wasn't playing. That could have changed the series. Yeah. So yeah. I got Ekblad going forth to Calgary. Yeah, uh, they had a decent defense at this point. Not not the worst, but uh, having Ekblad there would have definitely uh, helped. With like, they had a young Brody. Uh, Chris Russell was in his prime. He wasn't scoring on his own net in Edmonton yet. Um, they had a few. They had, but then you go down the list. You got Engeland and and Raftias and Ladislav Schmid. Oh, Kulak's God. in there. Kulak's a guy. Twenty one. Played one game. Obviously, he's a much better player now. But yeah, there's there's a lot of guys in there that that uh that were decent, but Ekblad would have, uh, yeah, that would have helped them. Ekblad and Giordano would have been on the same line. Uh, I don't know if they beat Anaheim that year to to the conference finals, but Ekblad would have helped. It would have made the Canucks situation worse. Let's just say Yeah. Especially the season. Like he played really well in his first season. Obviously he won won the Calder, but yeah, having Ekblad on that team would have been great. All right. Your pick is your, your next at five. Okay. So, I think this is, this, this is where the things can get a, a little interesting here. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, 2015, Michael Dalcole was picked by the New York Islanders. Uh, and you're going okay. to take him again. No, 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 no. That's, I'm, not, I'm not dumb, but I'm pretty dumb. Uh, so, Michael Dalcole, someone who looked like, you know, in the OHL, looked electrifying. In, in the AHL, he had a decent season in 2016, 2017. Um, Never showed in the NHL though. He played 26 games this season, four points. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't see him really getting much else in the NHL from now no, on. No, no. This is the this is probably peak Dal Cole at the NHL level. Yeah, which I think peak Dal Cole arguably was actually 2018-19. Um, but yeah, probably. like 2020, 53 games, 10 points minus eight last season, four four points in 26 games. He's not really someone that's ever worked out, which which does suck because he was such a good player. And he looked like he's he could have been something, at least like a second line, like like playmaker, creator. Like he looked great. Sure. Um, so okay. <sighs> Damn. Uh, I'm gonna do this here. Uh so 2014-15, so this is the year after this draft. Uh Islanders. Okay, I have to explain myself. They're third uh, out of 30 in goals for that season. They have 252 goals. Uh, a big chunk of that for obvious reason was uh, number one overall pick in the 09 draft. We talked about in the last podcast, uh, John Tavares, 86 points in 82 games. Um, he was a big part of that, but they got a guys like a Pozo, a young Ryan Strom. P- uh, on this run. No, no, no. He, he wasn't. They got, they had Michael Grabner. Um, oh yeah. There too. you go. Um, that's yeah, the second, they, second, second time in uh, uh, yeah, in as many podcasts yeah. where I mentioned PA Parento. Yeah, um, the guy here that could have went was Ekblad if he managed to fall here somehow. Uh, that would have been great for him just because they did have an aging Lubomir Vistovsky, who's a great defenseman in his prime, right? But uh, Ekblad would have been a good uh, replacement there. Um, I, uh, you guys, you need to hear me out on this one, man. You need to hear me out on this one. Uh, so the Holy shit. Uh, 2014-15, their goaltender tend was Neuverth and Halak. Uh, Halak, obviously a great goalie throughout his career. Uh, Neuverth, uh, 
kind of ended off a bit poorly, but he had a little accident. On are you two, are two. you going where I think you're going here? Uh, number five, I I picked Thatcher Demko for the New York Islanders <laughs> <laughs> at number five, fifth overall. <laughs> I, hear me out, uh, Thatcher Demko. <laughs> you know, Thatcher Demko is my number five overall pick in this draft. Okay. Uh, and I'm not kidding either. I, I think he is a top 10 player in this draft. There's no question about it to me. I think he's the best goalie out of this draft so far. Um, no, okay, okay. Hold on. I'm going to cut you off there for a second. Yeah. This, this class, we're still tra- like, we're just now getting to like the goalie, like the peak of the goalie, like the prime goalie. Like, so yeah. the goalie, for those who don't know, in the 2014 draft, the goalies I was at least considering taking, right? Okay. You have Demko. Elvis Merzlikens, Igor Shosturkin, Alex Nedeljkovic. Those are like the four goalies from this class that I considered taking. And I had Demko 13th in this redraft. Taking him five, that's a bold strategy, Cod. Let me <laughs> tell you. Listen. So listen, obviously, I don't know if that would ever happen to goalie top 10. I don't think the Islanders obviously will ever take a goalie in the top five ever for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rick DiPietro, uh, that one didn't work out. But I don't know. Thatcher Demko played in front of the worst defense in the league this year, arguably by far, arguably by far the worst defense. Uh, and he managed to still pull out a 9-12. And I think his goal saved above expected was also number one in the league. I, I don't see that. That's what I think. That's what really took it over the edge for me. I knew he's, I think in my head, he's already a top 15 pick, but then I, I was looking at all the teams like which team really could use a goalie right about now. This is before they get Varlamov. They take Sorokin in this draft. I'm pretty sure actually. So that could all, we don't know about that, but Sorokin's Sorokin, obviously his, um, his numbers are always going to be like everyone's numbers is going to be inflated on uh, on the Islanders. Like Leonard was inflated, obviously. I was Var- say, Le- this, is a, this is a few years before Leonard gets to the Islanders. Yeah, Leonard and like Varlamov would have never been there. Obviously, I think that this was the draft. I think that Sorokin got taken in, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, that but, sounds right. Yeah, but I don't know. I just in that in my head, if they get a goalie like him, imagine having one of the best goalies who played in front of the worst defense this year with the best defense right now, arguably one of the best decors. That's what, that's what my thought process was. And it's just the Islanders. It's just the Islanders pick for obvious reasons, right? Like it's just a defensive uh, there. If there was a, again, if Ekblad, there's another, like if there had, there had been another player in front of Ekblad where maybe you take someone else in front of Ek, instead of Ekblad number four, I think Ekblad would have been perfect in number five. And then I don't have Demko till maybe 11, 12, 13. Maybe I do give him to the Canucks just because that would obviously, you know, we took him 36th the second round, but I don't know. I, I just thought like looking at their team, I'm like this, this would have been a good pick. And it's just, it's not, it's good. I think it's a good pick. I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that, we'll good. make, we'll make that an SYP poll. <laughs> oh gosh. And then we could, after that, we can have a Drake or MJ. <laughs> right yeah, pretty that. much. <laughs> so, uh, so, <laughs> so Demko has re- like, I think he's a good goalie. Like he's, I think he was the uh, he's shown the best. Uh, he's been the best out of this class so far, for sure. In yeah, my opinion, think, yeah, he's shown the best. Uh, Could I, just, I just want to say, no goalie in this draft has played eighty-two games. Yeah, 
exactly. So, <laughs> there, I mean, there's a few players on my team that have even played even like 150 to 200. Those are like skaters. So there's a yeah. there's a few. It, it is a it is a closer draft, but uh, yeah. I mean, you you uh, do you have anything else to say about that that one? I guess it was a, obviously a bold pick. That might be the hot take. I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything that outrageous. Um, I may have also just messed with your kind of. You, you kind of did, yeah. You kind of you kind of <laughs> threw a wrench in mine, but that's all. Yeah, right. I, um, I feel like you will in mine too, though. I do have. I don't have weird. I don't have anything as wild as that, but I do have some ones like later on where you might not expect it. Um, okay. But yeah, Demko, a nine fifteen save percentage in front of the worst defense. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think that he he. He's only 25 or 26 right now. He's turning 26 at the end of the end of this year. I mean, he he's has so many years ahead of him. We had, we signed him for five by five. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Can I just ask? You don't have to say the name, but do you yeah. have any other goalies taken in this draft? Uh, yes, I've won. Okay. One more. All right. Uh, so number six is the Vancouver Canucks. So I guess uh, do I talk about him? Or do we not talk about him? Should we talk about it? Listen, okay. The pick here is Jake Vertan. That's the original pick. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, we yeah, all so we all know how that's gone. In his peak season, he had uh, 18, 18 goals and eighteen assists in thirty six. I have them memorized. Uh, 18, 18 goals, eighteen assists in thirty six games. Uh, right now, he's playing for Spartak Moscow. He has a one year deal with them. Yeah, um, so basically, so basically, what's going to happen there? He's going to play in Russia for a few years until we all forget him, and then he's going to come back over and sign some PTO with the Penguins or something, and never play for them. <laughs> never play for them, and then maybe play for the Blackhawks or somebody. Point <laughs> is, I just think that Vertanen, like, it was a reach probably as a time. Yeah, because I was it, looking at a lot of uh, comparisons as well. I saw it like I saw one saying Brandon Sod with the higher ceiling, which is rough. Yeah, that yeah, rough. that's that's a that's a tough look. Which also, like, it also even taking that player at the like, if if you're if that's the comparison, right? You take him. And that's a 2015, 2014, 2015. We're talking about Brandon Saw then, which is he he wasn't that good. He's still like a forty point guy, mm-hmm. but you know, I at don't know. Six, at six overall, at sixth overall to take someone like that, and also, and everyone was obviously so happy about it because you you want a guy like that, like at that, you want a guy who can hit and and score. And then you have a guy who's from Langley too. It just, it, it was such a perfect pick at the time. Well, the other thing too, is that I think we also like at this time, the NHL is changing, like in terms yeah. of how we, what we're looking for and how we're building teams. Cause now no one's looking for that now. Like no. Braden point. If, if you got, if you got a player like Braden point now, he's going the first round, even if we don't know about his future, like a guy that skilled, it was the reason it really like fell was just because of his height. Well, which is and- like a lot of players. Well, and, you know, also picked around this time, Ehlers and Elander. Like, that's what we're looking for now in, in wingers and, and forwards compared yeah. to, like, Jake Vertanen types or what Jake Vertanen yeah. could have been. Yeah. Um, Who do you so, have for number six, though, speaking of those two? Um, I'll give, uh, you can go with uh, Ehlers. I'll take Ehlers, Ehlers. Six to Vancouver. Um, he Ehlers was going to go fifth in my redraft, but now he goes sixth to Vancouver. Um, that's and, who I had in mind as well. Number six and pretty much Ehlers. Um, Ehlers is, is, I don't know. Best winger in Canada. I yeah. Guess. We always add that. That is the, the, the consensus. Um, I, I think Martin, well, Marner, I Besser, you got Miller. Maybe if you want to throw it to Foley, Nylander, Nylander. I, I don't think you know, here, so here's the thing. 
I really like Mitch Marner. I, I love Mitch Marner. <laughs> And I think it's probably him who's probably the best winger. I think it, if I would have had to, yeah, for really not not, not contract wise, just like who would you rather have as a player? I think I would take Mitch. And, and we're not counting when Drysaddle plays on the first line, also. Okay, we don't. Yes, count that. yes, we're we're just like right now wingers. I would probably take Mitch Marner, but yeah, in this situation, the Canucks take Ehlers. Um, I I would think that they find a way to use him. Because uh, pretty much you can put him on the, he's on the first line right now, with yeah. with Bezer and, and Miller, yeah, and away you go, and then you can you know, I don't know, I don't know if that saves um uh what's his name who was the coach before uh, was that Willie Torts that was Torts I think dude that, that year Torts around that time no Torts, yeah I think it was earlier. Tar- I'm pretty sure Tortorella was 2014-15. Um, but I think next next was uh, next was Willie. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Who the okay, coach you pull was? It up because I think I don't know if Ehlers is enough to. Say uh, it was I, Willie Desjardins actually. Yeah, I don't know if Ehlers. That doesn't say. Yeah, Ehlers doesn't save him, but because I, I don't think Desjardins was just not a good coach at the time yeah. anyway, and a, a good NHL coach at the time. But they at least keep the asset. They have a first line. They have right now. If they have Ehlers, they have a first line winger that they can just put in. I don't know, right wing. I guess is that that's what he is. Right wing. He's a he's a left wing. I'm pretty left sure. Wing. But yeah, I, again, like it to have a guy like that is like last season, forty six points, forty seven games. He got injured towards then, which did suck. But last year was he easily going to be. He, didn't he also get the overtime winner against Winnipeg? Or against Edmonton in the first uh, round. Connor, that was Connor. That was Connor. Four. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he has one of the best shots in the league. Honestly, one of the most underrated ones, I guess you could say, because he doesn't really get that. Um, he plays in Winnipeg, and no one gives a shit about the Jets. Yeah, that that is the that is a problem. So um, I have him going six. It's 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 a for my for me. I mean, it, I'm probably leaning towards Ehlers over Nylander, but it, it could yeah. be a coin flip. Like I think, um, if, I think if Nylander, who I had six in the redraft, I think if he goes to Vancouver, I still think they're a really good team, and Nylander might be getting first or second line minutes yeah. too. Um, Ehlers was compared to at the time to a similar skill set of Patrick Kane, which I which I do see nowadays too. I don't yeah. see the obviously you don't see the hands. You don't, you will never really see the hands of Patrick. No, Kane nobody has there. the hands that Patrick Kane. The only one that you could argue would be Dotsuk. Maybe McDavid just because he's so good at the puck and the speed, but Kane Kane has a different set of hands that Dots who can and uh and uh McDavid do in my opinion. That guy's sick. So sick. So I have Ehlers six to Vancouver. You're on the clock next seventh to Carolina. Uh seventh. Let me see who they took seventh in the normal. They, they so Hayden Flurry was taken seventh overall in the 2014 draft. And he's a um, fine defenseman. I, he's not a seventh overall defenseman, but he's a, a, a fine. He's a really good defenseman. I think he's a good defense. I think he. Uh, I think his. I think he could be a top four guy, but I, I don't see it anymore. He's a bottom. He's a bottom four right now. He's a bottom four right now, but obviously he has that top four potential. And I'm pretty sure Ron Francis drafted him this year. That's where he got picked from Seattle because Ron yeah. Francis is the GM now. So Ron, uh, he's obviously seen him a bunch and knows that he's obviously. I guess the reason he picked him, he's capable of it. And you know the one point three million dollar cap it doesn't hurt so like it's obviously a good pick for Seattle I I didn't mind it um went to Anaheim hopefully just to see like a better change of scenery it didn't really help it's kind of about the same but I it's still a, that's a, I was gonna say that's a that's a, a bit a bit of a downgrade going from Carolina to Anaheim just a little bit um yeah I mean you have more points but I guess more ice time but also playing with the worst team 
probably worst defenders. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so you got you got seventh here. You you can change Carolina's seventh. future. Carolina's future. Um, they obviously have great wingers right now. They have uh, Svechnikov, Tara Vinen, Niederreiter, Natchez. There's like, I mean, I don't know. If, I think Trocheck's a center, but there's a lot of guys there. Um, but I, I had to. Yeah, I think you have to take him here. Is William Nylander. William yeah. Nylander is my pick for seventh overall in this redraft. Um, Can we, last so, year, sorry, you go ahead. I wanted to say about Nylander. So his career's been up and down. Like you either yeah. love him or hate. You love or hate William Nylander. I will say I I do like Nylander. His yeah. cap hit is not bad right now. I think he's a great, like great cap hit. Like six point nine is not too bad for someone as good as he is. And he did have probably the best postseason of any Leafs forward last year. By far. And I, there, yeah. I don't think there was really much of a... So, so, and the other thing, too, is that he is a winger. In case people want to try and make him a center, he isn't... He, he, can, play, he can play center, but I don't see him having, like, a max Domi aggression as a center, but he has, his, his greatest uh, abilities on the wing. And, he, I mean, it also doesn't help that he is actually a decent enough face-off taker that he could play the center. So, you know, Sheldon Keefe may be... Uh, may may want to at some points which it, well, i guess it's not bad to experiment like midway through the season when you got you know you're enough games ahead but i don't see it working out and it doesn't need to work out because you're playing Tavares in the middle anyways most likely right so it should well be if fine. you need to get if you need to get the big line with Tavares, matthews and marner i guess you can yeah. do that but um i i'm not a big Nylander at center fan he's a yeah. really good winger He's easily a, a second line winger. He could be a first line winger. I, I, he's a, he's a, probably a first line winger on a lot of teams. Like yeah. I, he's he's like I know that like forty two points in fifty one games might not scream first liner. It could. I mean, it is on a lot of teams, but it might not scream like that first line. You also got to remember he is playing. He's play, like in the first line was either like Hyman, you know, random players like Hyman Thornton, Galchenyuk all season, and then you got you know Mitch and Matthews. You uh, you obviously I think they what the Keith's process in that thing was uh you kind of just want to spread the spread the wealth you want to oh yeah absolutely I think that's what he's trying to do like he, yeah. he like I don't think which, which did work throughout the season for like they were number one in the in the division mm-hmm. so you got Nylander seventh to the Hurricanes yeah that's who I got I, I mean I don't know did you have him going next to right after that after, yeah so pretty uh, much I had Ehler Smith I had Nylander six. Yeah, so excluding my Demco pick, that that's how that's it. That's the order we had. Pretty much. Uh, I got eight here. So and eighth, eighth was William Nylander to the Leafs. Um. Okay. So we talked about Nylander. He's really good. He's obviously a good yeah. pick. Um. My eighth pick for the Maple Leafs. It's it's Dylan Larkin. It's it's uh, Dylan Larkin. It's uh, Dylan Larkin. <laughs> um, so you and I have had lots of conversations on yeah. Dylan Larkin, and he is the captain of the Red Wings, heart and soul guy of the team. He, I don't know if he gets enough attention for how good he. I think people know he's good. I don't know if he is really meant to be the, you know, he's, he's not like a Tavares top line yeah. center, but he can play top line and he's doing really good. He's probably when the Red Wings start becoming good again, 
like in the next, you know, five years here, he might fit the Bo Horvat role. That might yeah. be where Lurkin fits. But man, I love the dude. I think he's a great guy. Um, he can score. Yeah. He's been playing better defensive hockey like these last two years for the even like this past year where the team was still not that good. Yeah. He was playing good defensive hockey. Yeah. No, I mean, you also got to remember it. it uh, I mean, you could, it's the team he's playing on. Obviously, like you talked, you touched on it a lot. Um, He's going to be, I, I see him on many teams being a second line center, but like, I think he can definitely become the first line center. Even like I, he plays like one, like he plays pretty well on Detroit. He reminds me of a, I guess just like a much like less of a dot suit in a sense, like if to compare it to Detroit, just because of, he, he does have the two-way game. I just don't think it's to the level of a first life player quite yet, which I don't know. It, it definitely can improve. He's such a good player. It, it, it's almost like Zetterberg without the speed. Right. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> like, like that, that's in like, that's what makes him so cool is the fact that he's like a complete two-way center he can play first line. He's having to play first line minutes on this Detroit team um, because of the fact that they stink. <laughs> um, and, and again, in the next five years, I see him taking a liking to more of the Bo Horvat. You know, Bo Horvat could play first line minutes. But oh, you, yeah. Bo Horvat's like another guy who probably could play first line, but, probably on Detroit for sure. Probably on Detroit, um, he could be our first line center, but he's yeah. fitting in really well on the second line role too. Yeah, and he's the captain of the team. Um, like it, it's just, it's a weird fit. It's weird imagining yeah. seeing Larkin in a Maple Leafs jersey because he's like from Michigan, <laughs> yeah. uh, local kid. Like it's a great story. Yeah, it's what we wanted for Tannen to be, right? <laughs> Kind of, yeah. That, that's kind of what you what what the expectations were, and it's worked out in Detroit, and it hasn't worked out in um in Vancouver. Yeah, but I, I mean, got that, Lark- yeah. That's, I got that's Lark- what that's a good pick. That's who I had as well. Essentially, okay. there. I I, I kind of had like slash like depending on what uh what the Leafs wanted. Um, number nine Jets. Uh, they took Ealers here. Ealers, yeah. So Ealers, we talked about him. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm not going with a scoring winger. I mean, he is, but it's more of a two-way guy in Sam Reinhart. Okay. That's who I'm going to go with there. Um, Sam Reinhart, obviously right now he's on the Florida Panthers, just got traded. Um, but Sam Reinhart, he's been a great player for Buffalo. I, I don't think I don't think Buffalo is necessarily mad about that pick. For like, Obviously now he's not there, but he was, he was actually a really good player for that team. The, the Buffalo thing is more about the Sabres than Sam Reinhart. Yeah. Like Sam we, Sam Reinhardt is not the reason why the Sabers are where they're at right yeah. now. Like you also remember, like I, I mean, maybe if you're obviously plus minus, you don't want to really look at that minus ninety seven in his career. Uh, but he's playing for the worst team. I'll um, be on, but I'll be honest. I so I had like Ehlers fifth, Nylander sixth, and then I debated between Larkin, Arvidsson, Reinhardt, Reinhardt. and um, yeah, and, and pretty much. I like Larkin because I love him in his role in Detroit and what he's become as a center. So I had to go with Larkin. Um, Reinhardt, that dude is a really good second line center. You, you don't want him. Like he's the guy that you probably don't want playing on the first line. You'd rather have him in that. Second. Yeah. It, yeah. It's he's not the Larkin perfect team. second liner. And maybe you put him on the first line power play and he could definitely be a penalty killer. I, I think he's a decent player. Like, like he can, he's obviously a really good two way player. 
Absolutely. I just like, it's more like Larkin can play first line minutes and I'm okay with him playing first line yeah. minutes. Reinhardt, you probably don't want playing first line minutes yeah. to pull out of center. And that's why Reinhardt was below Larkin. Yeah. That's, that's essentially my reasoning too. Yeah. Sam Reinhardt. And, at, uh, and he gives nine. Winnipeg a real center. Yeah. It, it, and he can play right wing too. He's a center, like right wing ish player there. Like it's a, it's a good, like it's a good player to have. And I think at that time, their center core, I don't know if Shifley really wasn't taking off yet. He had 50 points, 49 points in 82 games, but Ryan Little and then Ladd was a leading scorer, 62 points. You know, Reinhardt would definitely get as many points as Ladd and probably, I don't know, I just, it's it's better because he's also a center and a right winger. So it does work out in both ways. Um, Vander Kane played on the team as well after in the 2014-15 season as well. TG Galliardi another one patrice cormier former captain of the oh, canadian okay, okay we got we got it we got we can we can probably speed it up you're, you're talking about patrice cormier we can probably <laughs> speed it up a little bit um so yeah i think we both agree on that one do we yeah i think that's that i it, yeah. it's a mix it's kind of getting to the point where like it's, it's just what you think works what, it's what you like yeah because i think the top well the top five was meant to be that and i screwed it <laughs> fifth but, but you but you like demco so like you're gonna make that yeah i yeah um okay um so number 10 the ducks so the, the i could pick. i could really i could really fuck with scott's ducks here once again yeah <laughs> so in july 5th of 2013 the ducks acquired silverberg a first round pick in 2014 and stefan nason for uh, uh from Stephen the ottawa nason. centers uh, yeah he also got traded this year actually pretty yeah. sure right he also got traded. I, he, I, I saw Nason's name signed somewhere. I can't remember where. I, um, I think he was in that like small trade, like Barabanov for just like Nason. Remember that? Well, like the well, Leafs. He, yeah. So he was a part. So he got sent to um Toronto. Yeah, for as, like, for Barabanov as a taxi yeah. squad guy. Okay, so now he's playing in Carolina. Oh yeah, oh, he did get signed. That's good. That's uh, what I'm saying. De- I, I, he's I a decent him. like bottom bottom six uh, uh replacement player. Pretty much like he's yeah. So after his tenure with the Leafs on July 31st, he signed a one year, 750,000 con- uh, dollar contract with the Hurricanes. Yeah, he can definitely, he can definitely be a bottom guy there. He could definitely get some minutes, probably have healthy scratch, but he, he's not bad. So, um, so, so the he, trade was Silverberg, Nason, and a first, which ended up being 10th overall in this draft, obviously. Uh, traded to the Ottawa Senators for Bobby Ryan. That's where that uh, first uh, first round pick here. And, on it, and honestly, I mean, in I the end, to... I don't see. I don't think Ottawa really lost this trade. I, I was going to say, I think it worked out for both sides. Yeah, because like uh, Silverbrick's still there. Um, Richie obviously isn't, and Nason never really worked out. I don't know if he's going to really work out. He was a younger guy then. I think he's twenty six now. He's probably like twenty around there. So he's obviously a guy that you know may have had some potential. We talked about uh, Silverberg on the last podcast. Yeah. Um, and Ottawa with Bobby, Bobby Ryan got almost one goal away from a cup finals. Yeah. So, I mean, Bobby Ryan was also a good player there. He was, he yep. was what I expected, like a, like a 50 point guy and he's, he's a good player and it's someone you obviously want on the team. Someone like him. So um, with Anaheim, have there? with Anaheim at 10, I will take Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. So it's a good pick. So I had Arvidsson ahead of Reinhardt, but but I think I, was that just for the goal scoring for the goal yeah. scoring pretty much. But, but, but the other thing too, the other, like, the, cause I, comp- I compared Arvidsson to Larkin 
And it's just like now that Arvidsson's predators are falling off a little bit, like because Arvidsson was a part of the um, the cup team yeah. with Nashville. Yeah. Uh, now, but now now he's in LA, and now he's in LA. But with Nashville, the last couple of years, he's dipped from like I don't know. He was uh, you honestly in like uh, I think what was the year he got injured? 2018-19. 58 games, thirty four goals. Yeah, like that's a that's a forty five goal score that you had and obviously and, the past two seasons hasn't worked out but really hasn't worked out for nashville either well and, and that's like nashville's a defensive team like nashville yeah. if you look through the history of the predators they've never had yeah like forsberg is arguably a like it's arguably <laughs> their best for like scoring forward in history. he's a point per game like score on multiple teams that and, guy and, and, and nashville offensively it's never had Historically, they've never really had a lot of guys who can get to a point. Yeah, they never game. had a guy, yeah, who's reached point per game really. So, with with Arvidsson, Anaheim gets what they think they're getting in Nick Ritchie. Yeah, um, the dude can score. He'll put up a bunch of points. Um, you know, he can replace Bobby Ryan. Uh, he, you know, he can be the leader of the team right now because they won't trade him because they want too much for Victor Arvidsson. <laughs> But now he's going to go to L.A. in real life. Probably play alongside Deneau, maybe? I would think so. You get the second line. If you get some Kopitar time, which I don't don't think it's far off the table, which is also good for him. He's he's going to be on the power play, you would think. Yeah, he would think he's probably like first line left wing, like one T. He has a good shot, obviously. So according to Daily Face... Oh, Daily Faceoff has Arvidsson as the first line right winger with Kopitar and Ayafalo. And then... Uh, Dino Brown and Kempe are on the uh, Dino Brown and Kempe. That that's not too bad. I, I don't see that team squeak. They, they could squeak in. Obviously, the, the Pacific's open this year. Um, but I don't see them squeaking in past probably our team, my team, or even Edmonton. Scott and I are going to do a, a full on Pacific preview, so I don't want to spoil my picks there. <laughs> I, think, I think the Kings will be good. Yeah. Um, and, and Arvidsson's just going to score a bunch of goals. Yeah, and our, you shouldn't look at the, the 25 points in 50 games and the 28 points like the past few seasons just because Nashville's, Nashville's players haven't worked out. Duchesne hasn't worked out at all. Johansson did work out at first, not working out now. Kyle Turris didn't work out. Money. Kyle Turris, that was bad too. And obviously, yeah. he, I, I don't know if he got bought up by Edmonton. I think we talked, I feel like we talked about this last podcast too, but like I forgot if he got bought up by Edmonton, but. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that just have it worked out in Nashville. I have my, I have my Nashville jersey back there. Yeah, there's yeah, my the Nashville, Nashville jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I threw that one there just because, uh, I guess, for the next pick, which I'm doing. But, yeah, Arvidsson's a good player. I assume – I think he'll get back to, like, the 25 goal mark. I don't see – I think he can get back to the 60-point mark this year, no question. I, I Yeah, 50. in L.A., in a new place, um, with a better team, I think – I don't know if the Kings are going to be And the better. morale, I think, is much more higher yeah. in L.A. right now, just because you got, like, probably the best prospect core. You got so many young guys coming up, and it's it's going to be great to see what L.A. can do in the next few years. So you got Nashville at 11 here. Nashville and they took, and they took Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala. Um, you know, I have two guys here that one of the names is Kevin Fiala. And I, I didn't make my mind up then. I don't know if I can even make my mind up now. Uh, so let me pull up the Predators. Yeah, this was a... See, we're getting to the point here where we don't really... We, you know, it's, it's getting to the point where we don't know what... Uh, I don't know what you need. I don't know what this team needs. Nashville in 2015, the year after, obviously a great year. 
And the year after that, they end up, or two years after that, they end up going to the finals. Um, they had a great regular season, 47, 25, and 10. Um, you know, Rene was great. I think their leader, leading score was still for, was Forsberg. Mike Ribeiro. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Yossi Weber's still on the team, but... You know what the, the guy they're missing I always always thought like you know instead they're still missing it now obviously I think Arvidsson was meant to be that guy but just like a pure goal goal scorer and I have two guys here uh, one is more of a goal scorer and I think I might take him here huh do I take him you know I think I might take him here uh, I'm gonna take current Detroit Red Wing Jacob Vrana oh Jacob Vrana at eleven. Uh, he went to, he got traded this year with, uh, for with Anthony Mantha, Jacob yeah. Ron, a little swap kind of, not really a swap, obviously, but it worked out for both teams, I guess. At first, it looked like it, but then, I don't know, Mantha kind of, I don't know what happened I, there. I, I said with Scott, essentially, if you're the Red Wings, you're trading Mantha's power for Rana's speed. That's essentially yeah, what and, you're doing. And it worked out. I mean, Rana, yeah. obviously, Rana's going to be sheltered when you're playing with Ovechkin. Like, you're, not, you're never going to get. <laughs> I don't think you're really going to be able to get like a good goal scoring. Like you, you're never going to see it as many goals because you're on team with Ovechkin. You don't get the power play time in the right positions and all that. You're not going to get the priority with no. the puck. Um, but Verona played great in Detroit and I, I assume he's going to have a great season this year. Uh, I saw some hot takes saying he can get to like the 35, 40 goal mark, which I don't see. I don't see. I don't think, I don't think Detroit has a talent for that, but I can, I see him getting 30. He could get 30, 30 in this year, like 60 points. I was going to say, as a Red Wings fan, I'd be happy if he got 50 points this year. Like, yeah. I, I would be happy if he got around 50 points. 60 is stretching it. 50, I'd be yeah. happy with. Yeah, um, I still think he can get 60 points. I think he is probably, right now, he may be their best pure offensive player. Like, maybe. But Tyler Bertuzzi's unvaccinated, so he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bertuzzi, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he gets it just because the games he'll lose <laughs> going to Canada. Also, yeah, yeah. that's also good. Uh, good <laughs> is that play of the day by Tyler Bertuzzi, knowing he has to he plays in a division with three Canadian teams and not <laughs> not getting back today. I'm pretty sure he loses around three hundred four thousand dollars worth of pay. I, I, I heard it was four hundred fifty thousand dollars Bertuzzi loses from not. Oof, oof, that's rough. But you know. Zach Ronaldo's worse though. He's losing uh 500. He went from 750k to 250 HL salary. Well, he also like fucking supported the PPC, which I think ethically is worse than <laughs> ethically is probably worse. I think more people probably hate that about him than the the vaccine vaccine yeah. stance. Which he also uh, technically, I guess he did say he was he wasn't anti-vax or whatever, but also didn't i'm not yeah no no it's that guy she's like i'm not against mask i'm not against vaccines but i'm for choice man my body yeah. my choice and then at the same time they just like are anti-abortion <laughs> yeah it's just it's, oh my gosh um okay uh, so, so you so yeah you, i guess i don't know yeah so there i was mixed with you know taking fiala which was the pick right there that they had taken originally which is also didn't really work out for them i think they there's a fiala for Granlin deal there yeah and then Fiala ended up working out really good in Minnesota. I assume I think he'll have a better season this year too. Uh, last season was was the best. Obviously, Kaprizov came in and Zuccarello turned it up a notch. Um, they need a center in there to like really like have a decent first line. Victor Rask is that Eichel. guy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know if they have the assets for that, though. That's where I see, like, a Montreal may have asset, assets. New York does, but they're not willing to trade Nils Lundqvist. Anaheim does, but Anaheim doesn't want to give up Zegers or Drysdale. But Yeah, which but, is, again, I'm, we're, well, we don't need to get into that. because but, but but I guess my thing is that I would have Fiala over Verona. And yeah. But I think, I, yeah, I mean, I said like the reason with the Verona thing was they they had they had the guys like Forsberg and even Ribeiro was a playmaker, right? But yeah. you need a you need the pure goal scorer, which I see Verona is more of one than Fiala is, and he's got the speed too. Like Verona's got the speed to like create yeah. stuff on his own, especially yeah. on that on that Nashville team. Yeah, which Fiala be- does too. He's he's not the he's not a slow player for like at all, but he's someone who might not be a shoot first guy where Verona definitely yeah. is. So. I'll just say it now. I'm taking Fiala 12 to Arizona. Yeah. Uh, originally, I guess it was Brandon Perlini, who I don't know if he's a, has a contract anymore. He's, he's be playing for Edmonton, Edmonton next year. He is on Edmonton, actually. Yeah. So uh, one year, five, 750K. Brandon Perlini is that guy who everyone just like keeps like, we all know he's a bust, but he still just gets- you wait. Well, he gets like three or four more opportunities just to really like make sure yeah. that he is a bust before. Like they're trying to milk everything out of him to make sure that he is a bust before they officially give up on him. Yeah, um, there was like the, the weird Arizona Chicago stints. There was the Detroit, the Detroit. Well, that one. What was the what was worse? Detroit's. Uh, was it the Abdulkader season he had in twenty twenty or the the Perlini season? What was worse? Which like three to four point player was worse? Probably Abdicato because I think he got more playing time than Perlini. I guess, yeah, and he had more. He had less points. Point, I guess. He had one less point. He had one less goal. One anyway, to zero. Anyways, um, the biggest yeah. thing I've said about Kevin Fiala was that, like, I don't know what he did or what he took in Minnesota, but that dude went from, like, an okay player to like being like the rep player who just comes and dominates house kids once a week. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like, where the hell did this come from? Like, and not to say he's like a superstar, but he came in and no, was really he, their best player. Like he came in and like, was there was really their best offensive, like before Kaprizov, like he was really was their best offensive player. To be when honest. they were playing Vancouver in the bubble and he's like doing the thing where he like gets the, when he's crossing like, like the connect blue line and he's picking yeah. the puck up, receiving a pass, puts it through his legs and crosses the blue line and it's like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> kevin fiala <laughs> like what the hell? And, and yeah that one oh man yeah that's I did, uh I, I like fiala i think he's a good player i had him ahead of rana but still um now like that that's what i'm probably that's my biggest takeaway from fiala it's just like having the 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 trade from nashville to minnesota where yeah. everybody thought like, wow, this is a, a win for Nashville or uh, yeah, a win for Nashville because they got Granlin. Why the fuck would yeah. they go to do this? And then Minnesota yeah. actually won the trade because Fiala is just a better player. So. Yeah, but Fiala, that worked out for him, worked out for Minnesota, didn't really work out for Nashville, which no. like a lot of like a lot of forwards that team didn't really work out. Um, So and- that moves on to 13th, I guess. 13, Washington, uh, Verona was the original pick here. Uh, yeah, I don't he know moved up. Another, I don't know if there's another tier or like we like we drop like there's a bit of a drop off here. I'm interested to see who you take though at third. Uh yeah, I this one was like I told you, man. Like I kind of like you did have a pick which was kind of like kind of messed with it, but like so I'm trying to like I've been trying to gauge what the capitals. I think I might just go with my next guy, which you didn't. I don't think you have in yours. Again, it's a ooh. 
again, it, it doesn't, it might not look like it's a pick that you, I guess it's a pick you might not expect again. Uh, I have, well, yeah, I'll go for it. 13th Washington Capitals uh, in the redraft. I select Igor Shesterkin. Um, so right now, they are at this point, like the next season after this draft in the 2014-15 season, they had they had Braden Holpe. You had a great season, nine two three save percentage. They they had uh they had they didn't really have a backup yet. They had they had Justin Peters who wasn't really good. Grubauer is still young, twenty three. So I mean, they had they had a few goalies there, um. But yeah, Peters didn't work out. But I think it was the thing. The thing for me was with the goalies, you're waiting six like five, six years, sometimes seven, like in big cases, like for these guys to come up, you know, it's been, it's been seven years since this draft. And only Shesterkins hasn't even, I don't think he's even played 60, 70 games, like as many as Demko has, because Demko's played 72 in the regular season. So Demko has played the most games of any goalie in this yeah. class. Yeah. I think Washington was already going to be done with Holpe by the end of like 2018, 19. I think that's what the plan was. Cause they, they did have guys like Grubauer, even at the point in 2015, because they still had Grubauer. I don't know when they got Samsonov and like the bandit checks and all that, but they have, they also have a lot of goalies still. They have Copley. They even got Lundqvist last year before the, the heart surgery and all that stuff. But Craig yeah, Anderson I, was getting time as a goalie in the playoffs. Craig Anderson, there's another one. They had a lot of goalies this year. Like, yeah, like the Copley, all those guys. But yeah, I think um, that's just another thing where I think Shesterkin was probably the best next player in this draft there's one there's two more that i think are on like i guess that level of skill but um i guess comparative to a point like a like a like a skater um but i think capitals would like i think shesterkin probably would be the best pick in that situation at least from my eyes just because i guess later down the line it also again it's the same thing where it doesn't hurt to have more goalies it doesn't hurt so I think Shesterkin would be a good fit. And obviously if it worked out there, I mean, it's not a new thing to have Russian goalies in, uh, in Washington as well, obviously with uh, Varlamov in the past. And right now with Samsonov, I said it earlier, I had Demko going 13th to Washington. Yeah. And so I guess, I mean, like the goal we end up going there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, and that, and that was more, I think Demko me like taking a best player available, but yeah. But also, like, okay. I guess that's also me overrating Demko <laughs> compared to you. Well, like, no, I think it's like how, like, how valuable do you, uh, yeah, like, do you, do you right. think the goaltending position is? And yeah. there's a good case for the Islanders and the Capitals needing goalies at this time yeah. and later on down the line. So, yeah, I think, again, with most goalies, you're kind of like waiting for the future. I think that's also what the Spencer Knight situation was meant to be. No one, I don't think anyone expected him to do what he did last year. I don't know if it'll work. You'll probably be the backup this year for Florida, but that's a situation where it works out like greatly for you. But then but now you're stuck with Bob, obviously with that contract. Well, and even like and a guy in this class, Adelkovich, who was on the waivers at the beginning yeah. of last season. And then he became the team's, you know, go-to netminder and he was playing top three in rookie Tampa. Top three Calder voting two, and yeah. up getting traded for third and Bernie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that goalie to, I don't think a goal, like, I don't think a goalie would be a bad pick there. Yeah, the, the Stars who are up next was another team that I think probably required one more just because they had Kari Letnid, who was definitely at this point, he was tapering off. Like he was he was on the way out. Um, obviously it worked out in the end because he did end up with Bishop and Hudobin and made it to the finals. But yeah, I think I think right now, like any of these teams, like even down to 30, like a goalie would wouldn't hurt. 
So 14 with Dallas, they originally take Julius Honka, who I really wanted to work out because he yeah, was same. a dub defenseman, but also Honka is an awesome last name. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a hot, awesome last name, but yeah, he's a guy I think everyone wanted to work. He's just, he looked like he was a good player. Um, he had good, he had decent, like uh world junior performances, not nothing spectacular, but he was, he was a good enough player. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he was always in the, he was always in big tournaments for, uh, for Finland as well. So it, it's obviously like the, the national team definitely relied on him, but it never ended up working out in the NHL. I don't see it working out now. He's 26, I think. Yeah. 26. He's going to be at the end of this year. I don't see it. You might see one more stand if he's lucky, but like a PTO, but I don't even see that anymore. So my pick for Dallas here is Devon Taves. Which, which might be a bit of a reach for some, but uh, I had him a, only a few picks lower, actually. So pretty much Taves, he, he's had a really great career with the Islanders. Uh, he goes to a, another great defensive team in the Avalanche. Um, one of the, like one of the best, one of the most underrated defensemen. In the one league of, by I, far. I was going to say one of the best analytical defensemen, like yeah, analy- analytically wise, he's a really good defenseman. Um, this is a guy where you're either like you, you if, if you follow Jay Fresh, like you like this guy, that's the thing. <laughs> I think if like you, if you yeah, follow I guess Jay Fresh hockey on, on Twitter, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's a really good defenseman. <laughs> and you're looking at his like statistics and analytically he does really well. He, I don't want to say he plays sheltered roles because I don't think that's fair to him. He really doesn't now. I think he's, it's like Taves and McCarr now. It's not it, really, it's. It's really just those two at the top pair now, which is which is good for him too, because I I do believe Taze is a, like a good like defensive player as he is like offensively as well. The numbers don't show it. The 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 point. No, he's only he's, he's, he's only got. I want to see if I can pull this up. He he doesn't have. He's only he has even has two hundred games in the NHL, right? Like he. Yeah. So this is a, a guy that I really like defensively. He got you know, fifteen point seven career point shares, which is like still ahead of Demko. Um, it's like the same with like Jared McCann. Um, it really just depends on if you like the guy. I really like the guy. I yeah, think he's same. a really good defenseman. He goes to the stars at 14. You got my Red Wings at 15 here. This yeah. is the Larkin pick. So, you know. Yeah, so Dylan Larkin, we talked about him, worked out, and he's the captain right now, the team. Don't, don't, um, don't fuck up this pick. I, I Well, I don't think I'll fuck it up. It, it's a... Uh, Again, it's the same thing as I had in Predators. It's before I had a choice of two wingers, now I have a choice of two centers. Um, because I had Taves, I have Taves going uh after the uh, I had him going to Columbus. Um, oh, okay, so, 15, so it was just like I was looking at the teams again. It's a, it's a thing where I like I go over like what they have. I look at the next season team because that's the team they're like that's the team they're that, going on, and that's what they're yeah, looking. you want to look at that team, at least in my opinion. Um, 2015 Detroit Red Wings, 66 points, 77 games played. That's the leading scorer, Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, Dotsuk was second, one point off, but 13 less games. They're, at, they're, was, at, they're at the end of the streak here. We're, we're getting to the end yeah, of the streak. Yeah, really getting to the end. This is like the this is the point where they're like forcing themselves to keep the streak going and just fucking everything up. We but, are we are gonna ruin the health of Zetterberg and maybe the the mental health of Datsuk. Uh, yeah, to keep the streak alive. Hey, but Abdulkader looks like he's actually gonna become a first line winger. Oh yeah, oh, wait, at, no, he's- at, at this point too, Ken Holland has fucked the team with shitty contracts. Like Abdulkader, uh, Valtteri Filppula will come back later on. Um, Stephen Weiss. 
Stephen White, good lord. Um, oh, yeah. Danny DeKaiser is going to get a contract. Oh, here as well. like oh, this is. I Jimmy, think this is Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy we're thought... relying on Jimmy Howard to be a top ten. Goal <laughs> um it's not um, it, we, we we know it's like we know all the bad stuff is coming we're still just yeah believing in ourselves yeah. so the reason i really never end up going at the goal here was because they did have morassa coming up i guess i mean if you want me to go like that thomas mccullum could have been something used 24 25 yeah. at the time you know you know as at that time you don't know so like the goalie situation you got and even if mccullum didn't work he saw morassa which i mean it's worked out for him at least um 2014, 2015, yeah. So Detroit was a decent team, fringe playoff team, trying to keep the streak going. Um, ooh, this is a, this is a tough one. I I think I might go with Nick Schmaltz here. I, I think Nick Schmaltz might be the guy. Okay. Nick Schmaltz. It was I was stuck between two guys, uh, Nick Schmaltz or LeBanc, because those are two like decent two way oh, wing okay. or two way centers. Um, I think the, I'm just thinking of what a Detroit what Detroit would take here. And I think they would definitely take a two-way center because that's obviously who they took with Larkin, right? Yeah, um, so you're taking Schmaltz. That's your pick here? I think Schmaltz, just because I always... It's a thing for me where it's like uh, Schmaltz has played for the worst team throughout his career than like LeBanc has. Or like San Jose is only really getting bad now where Schmaltz has been on that team for a long time and it's not really worked out um, like in Arizona. But Schmaltz is a guy who I see as a great two-way winger I, or two-way center again I, but he's more of a guy who's right now, I'd say he's like a fringe, like average second liner below average where he's like a great third liner. He's like that two C three C guy. Um, I see him. He could like right now he could be honestly a two C on Detroit. And, and like, so yeah, see, so yeah, we're at the point we're getting to the, not the crap shoot obviously, but we're getting to the point where it's like. Schmoltz is definitely a downgrade from. Uh, from Larkin, Rana, obviously. Yala. Those guys. Yeah. Um, I pull up the stats. So 32 points, 52 games last year, 17 minutes a game. Um, he played for Arizona last year, last year. And he played for Arizona. Yeah, he was Arizona last year. Yeah. Um, he obviously got picked by Chicago, went to went to Arizona. But I think, yeah, in Chicago, we really got that, like the 52 points in 78 games in 2018 season. And then the next year, gets he gets traded to Arizona. Yeah, it worked out right off the bat there. Seventeen. Was that, that was the Hosa deal, was or I? I think it was. I don't the, know. The Hosa contract I dump. I I may have been that one. I completely forgot this trade. So so Schmoltz at fifteen. That's one pick higher than I had him going in the region. Yeah, I, I had him going sixteen. Yeah, um, so sixteen that I had too. So just like kind of a switch, I guess, for us there. Pretty much. Um, yeah. but um, Detroit. I mean, they're needing a center. Datsuk. Dotsuk's out. Um, what was it? Philpula, Glenn Denning. Yeah, was that yeah. The, was that what's going on? Was that what the they're trying to do? Let me pull it up here. Probably Shayan Helm twice. Yeah. Uh, they consider Franz at a center apparently. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thomas Yurko's a guy there. Uh, uh Thomas Yurko and uh, who's the other? Gus of Nyquist. Yeah, Gus was good that season though. Yeah, Gus had a good uh, few years in in Detroit there. Um, but yeah, I think what Detroit would do there, in my opinion, would definitely be the the two way center guy, Schmaltz. I think I think Schmaltz right now has proven more than LeBanc has. Although I do think LeBanc could probably prove more on a on a different team or in a different situation with different players right now, just because San Jose is in a crapshoot right now, especially with the Kane stuff. Which, yeah, 
I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have LeBanc in my top 20. Ooh. Uh, I, I was stuck between both of them. It, again, it's a thing with a uh, LeBanc and another guy who I actually do have, I don't know if I'll be able to pick him. Um, cause he's, uh, he's like way towards the end, but there's like a few guys down here where they're, they're we're at that point again, where we're like it's, it's anything goes. So Columbus is at 16. They take Sonny Milano, who I actually don't mind as a player. Like, I don't mind. Yeah. I know he's not great, but I don't mind what he's. That playing. player was never going to work out with a total. No, it wasn't. No. So. Um, and in Anaheim last season, I think, I don't know if it really worked out for him either. I, I expected him to be much better and he didn't really get much time. Six games, no points with the goals. He played two games. I think there may have been injury there. Um, he's, he's got a few, I think he got like a year or two to see what he can do. He really hasn't gotten a chance, but I don't see much. Uh, he doesn't really scream like a third line grinder, fourth line grinder type player to me. He's more of a, he's more of a offensive player, which you don't really want in the bottom, bottom six, but I don't know. We'll see what Anaheim does with him. They have him for one more year. So Columbus at 16, I'm taking Brandon Montour. Ooh. Brandon Montour. Yeah, that's a, that's a guy who is on my fringe, but I never end up actually putting it in, uh, so in my list. Montour, lax guy. Um, Montour, yeah. um, I, Buffalo trades the first round pick, isn't it, to Anaheim to get him? Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, I yeah, think he, he, it was something he, along those lines. He was a top four guy in Anaheim at the end of when they were getting good. They were looking like a fine team. He was a fine player. Then he goes to Buffalo and he plays like shit in Buffalo because everybody plays like shit in Buffalo. And then they moved. Yeah, him. That, that. Then they moved into Florida. Columbus, I think, is a really good fit for what he does and who he's trying to be as a player. Uh, I, I I think he probably uh, stays longer. He probably plays well on the torts. He probably does what torts wants out of defensemen. Yeah. Um. um. Again, we can we we can go through these picks a little bit faster because Montour is a fine defenseman. It's probably yeah. a top four guy on the Panthers right now. He'd probably be a top four guy on Columbus right now. Um, yeah, he he would fit with Torts, but Torts is not there, so I don't know. They might might have moved in between now and then to get assets, but he he would be a really fun guy to see with the Torts system with the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Um, adds a little bit of offense, but that's not really the you know, his yeah, that's game. not what we're really getting him for. He, he's not, more of a two way guy, but not like the two way guy where you're thinking you're not thinking of like him as like headman level where he can do no, he, he's just but he can like, do them both well. He, he's more going to be staying at home, helping the back end, and he might contribute a little bit offensively, yeah. And that's fine um, for Torts and Columbus, uh, at 16. You got the Flyers at 17. Flyers. Uh, this one is also um, so they picked Travis Sanheim originally. Um, I I have him actually here on my list, but list has changed a bit now. Um, so at that point, the next season, 2015, they had Voracek as their leading scorer, 81 points. Drew, uh, Mark Streit, although he's tapering off, he had 52 points, 81 games as a 37 year old defenseman. Um, I think Goss Despair, he'd only played a few games that season, but I guess he was the next up guy there as the offensive defense. Yeah, yeah but, I was just saying, like, that that was the whole thing about Philly for a while there, was that Philly was going to have, like, these great, you know, crop of young defensemen with, um, you know, Go- Ghost was, like, he, he, yeah. he, like, for a few weeks there, he was getting a lot of steam. Ivan Provorov was getting a lot of steam. Sanheim was getting a lot of steam. 
um, somebody like a bunch of young top players from yeah. Philadelphia on defense coming through the system. Yeah. And also like Steve Mason, 51 games, uh, had a great season, nine, two, eight, save percentage, three shutouts. I forgot that also in his rookie season, he had 10 shutouts in the, yeah. on the Calder. That was wild. Um, yeah, Voracek, 81 points that season. Um, don't make the playoffs. Pretty bad team, actually. 33 wins. Um, it's a it, it was a weird season for them that year. It's always obviously it's like uh the Philly thing where it's like, oh, this year you're gonna make it, next year not. And it's probably still gonna go on this year. I guess last year they didn't make it, they make it this year, which I predict them to make it. Um damn, he had 78 penalty minutes, Voracek. Uh he actually didn't lead the team. Uh, 58 games. Uh, it was Zach Ronaldo who led the team with 102 penalty minutes. Uh, obviously, he's uh, <laughs> we brought him up early. <laughs> who's yeah, your he's, pick, who's your pick for the Flyers here? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Again, it's I'm at the point where I'm like my well my my team's a bit mixed up. I'm all over the place right now. I don't. I won't pick Kevin LeBanc here. I think I may just go with Sanheim again. I think I might just do okay. the original pick. I think I will go with uh, Travis Sanheim. He's um. I think just because right now where they're they're at, they don't really. They don't have a left. Shane Goss despair was meant to be that left-handed offensive guy for them, and then Sanheim could have been like the second guy. Um, Sanheim ended up being more of like an actual like offensive-minded. Uh, he's. I think he's a. He could be a top pairing defenseman. I. He's a really good second pairing defenseman, like low level top pairing defenseman. I don't, I don't see him. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, it's, it's he, a, it's I a guy who's a. I was gonna say the other thing with the Flyers is that everybody wants to shit on how bad they were last season. Yeah, I mean, and, last... and Sanheim had a few bad breaks too. Like especially, yeah. you know, I, I guess it was those also those nine goal games against the against the, the Rangers. Rangers. And I don't think last year is a represent a good representation of how this Flyers team is. Like I think they're yeah. better than what they showed last year. Yeah, and um, San- Sanheim is one of those guys. Yeah, Sanheim, like uh, from watching him last season, it, it, he was not really good defensively. Uh, he was borderline garbage in those New York Rangers games. Like he was getting exposed bad. I mean, you also are against playing against Zibanejad and and Panarin, but you you gotta. You know, playing when you're playing those guys in your division, especially last year, more than you usually would. Um, hopefully, you think you get a read on him, but obviously, it didn't work out for Santa. I'm, uh, I, I still think of him as a really good offensive uh, defenseman. Sometimes the numbers don't show up for him, but he does create a lot of scoring chances. Um, Sandheim's a guy I think I'll go with at 17, just because I don't know. Gosses Bear is meant to be a left-handed guy, didn't really work out, and now Sandheim. What's the what's the top pairing? Provorov. It's like Provorov, you got... Ristolainen. You got, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Provorov, Ellis, Sandheim, Ristolainen. Um, that Sandheim, Ristolainen line, Sandheim's going to be getting worked. I hope, I hope it's not as bad as for him, but Sandheim's really the guy who has any def- defensive capability with uh, Ristolainen there. Like, Ristolainen's kind of just going to be a, a pylon at points, I assume. Uh, Sandheim, I think you still have a bit of a ceiling with him. That's what, yeah. that's what I don't mind. I don't mind that as a pick. I think he's still got a bit of a ceiling yeah. that you can reach. I, I also assume like he he's gonna work on the defensive game. He's not gonna be as bad as he was last season. Which he also over the like over the course of the season he wasn't. I wouldn't say he's terrible. He's just below average, below what I, I expect from him. I consider him a really good fourth defenseman on the team, a decent third defenseman. He's not a guy you want in your top pairing though. I don't think. No. Some may some may argue that. I I don't think so. I still think Taves Taves is a top line guy in my opinion even, but. 
I don't know. Sanheim isn't that guy. I feel like he wanted more, a, be, a player is better defensively. Um, Sanheim is probably a better, like, power play one, great power play two guy. So we have three picks left in this redraft. Uh, we're going 18, 19, 20. Uh, I'm going to go 18, 20. Rav's got 19. Uh, Minnesota is on the clock here at 18. So they originally take Tuck. They take Tuck and they expose yeah. him for Vegas to take. Yeah. Not great. Um, Tuck is actually a guy who I had earlier in the draft. And now I've actually, I don't know if you might make my next pick here if you don't take him, but Tuck's a guy I had earlier, but kind of fallen off because I've kind of switched it up with a few players here. Um, I, so I also far. had Tuck in my top 20, but I'm not going to take him here. I'm going to go with Jared McCann. Jared McCann. I'm going to go Jaron McCann center for the wild. You talked about it earlier. They need a center. He would be a good two C three C for the wild. He's not a top C. Um, I, yeah. I actually, I he's really, better than Victor Rask right now. He's better than Victor Rask. I thought he was going to be a, a, the third C for Toronto this year. I thought he was going to yeah. be a, like a better Kerfoot. Yeah. And now I think he's going to be a really good, probably third C, maybe second C in, in Seattle this year. Like, yeah, I think that I think he's gonna they're they're gonna use him well in Seattle. I he's think definitely gonna be some penalty killing time and maybe gonna, power play even. He's gonna give you both. He's gonna give you special teams time. He's gonna give you special teams yeah. time. He's not gonna score the lights out. He's not gonna shoot the lights out. But yeah. he is gonna give you about 30, 40 points a year. Some special yeah. teams time, and he's he seems like a good leadership guy. Like he seems like a really nice uh, guy too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you necessarily like Vancouver. Um, but I think in a healthy season, he uh, he gives he could give you 35, 40 points. I think his max will probably be a 50 if you get, especially this season, you don't know. You never know with the expansion teams. He could just, he could William Carlson and that, in which I think he wouldn't mind at all. But you don't know. Who do you, <laughs> do you have a pick of the William Carlson of this draft, of this team? Ian? For Seattle? Yeah, if you got like a, I guess more of a forward, point on a defenseman, just because like if there was a defenseman, it would have been like, I don't even know who that'd be. Alexiak. I don't think Giordano does that. Dennis Cholowski finally gets to where he's supposed to be. Um, One of those defensemen. Huh? One of those defensemen they pick. Got to be good. (laughs) They pick so many of them. One of them's got to break out. Uh, The forward Carlson on Seattle. I'll probably talk about this on the Pacific preview with Scott. Yeah. I mean, I... (sighs) It it is a hard thing to say because no one really expected... Cole Lind, I mean, that would, I would hate that, obviously. I know. But, I, like, I just think I like Cole Lind, and if maybe not this year, but if Lind can figure it yeah. out. I, I think he can be a good bottom six guy for you guys this season. He, was, he wasn't even that bad, like, when he played this season. It was just hard to gauge just because he had such little time on ice, and he was – it was just, obviously, the Canuck season this season was pretty bad to watch. So, well, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, it's it really difficult to wage that. I didn't really watch much of him in Kelowna or anything, but I I did in Kelowna. That's why I really like him. Morgan yeah. Geeky, Morgan Geeky. Yeah. That would be also wild. That would probably be the wildest one. But um, I guess Carlson also seemed wild back in the day. But McCann, I I'm gonna take McCann 18. He can be a center for Minnesota. You know what you're getting with him. He he's jumped around quite a bit too. I don't know if he. Yeah. That, that, that's part of I think McCann's issue is that I think he's a good player. It's just between the teams that he's gone to and from. I don't think he's a locker room cancer per se, but he might be a guy that a team like might not want just because he might be wanting more than he might be worth and all that. I stuff. really just like a, from a management perspective. 
I mean, I really thought he was going to be a, a, a solid player with Toronto, partially because of the Sioux connection with Dubas. Yeah, <laughs> again, it that's... It didn't work out. <laughs> uh, you have... Uh, this is your last pick, 19th. Yeah. So 19th overall, uh, Tampa selected uh, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so he he obviously never played for Tampa. Went to Arizona, never played for – I think he played maybe for Arizona, maybe a few games, but obviously everyone knows him for the Rangers. And, you know, last season – well, essentially before Ajo ripped his pants apart in the in the bubble, listen, he was really an listen, elite defenseman. Listen, yeah, he, he's a really good defenseman. If you just – I don't – yeah. If you just look at his on-ice play, I think he's a really good defenseman. And again, similar to like McCann, you know what you're getting with Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. I think that's but, totally fair. Yeah. He, and that's he's who you're one picking, of the... right? <laughs> no. Uh, unfortunately, he's not. I don't think he's in my top 20. He's not um, in my top 20. <laughs> uh, yeah. So D'Angelo, I don't know. I don't know about his Carolina season, how that's going to work this season. If he's going to be a scratch guy, comes in occasionally. Um, I don't know if you could scratch a guy who's that good on the power play, but we'll we'll see. I don't know. It depends on him. He's probably worked on the 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 locker room issue, I hope, because now it's like to a point where it is affecting his career, where before it was just like, oh, the team will keep him, but now it's at a point where yeah. Uh, well, you know, he's got some different views than other guys. Yeah. And then I mean, he like, is uh, the team's 100% vaccinated, so he's not an anti-vaxxer. He may have just got like he may have had no choice. <laughs> That's probably one of the conditions of the contract. Let's be honest. Probably. Um. So, I actually originally I actually had Sam Bennett here. Um, I'm gonna go with Victor Olson. Uh, do I go with Victor Olson? Ooh, just because of the scoring talent they have right now, Victor Olsen might not be the player there. I actually might keep Bennett. I think I'm going to keep Sam Bennett. <laughs> Sam Bennett's going to be my pick 19th overall in Tampa Bay. Um, last year, he would have even been on the top 30. I think it's just the the way he played in that small sample size this season really, really turned it up for me a bunch. Like um, the 15 points in 10 games, and the, the playoffs, that's what it is. Tampa, like that was the season Tampa made to the finals, right? The twenty, the next season after, yeah, that's sure when they when they played Chicago. Yeah, I don't know if obviously Sam Bennett first season. I don't see him being much of a difference there. I don't think he even plays uh, on that Tampa team that, that year. But not to say that like ta- like Sam Bennett is a good. I think at that like right now, Sam Bennett's a good third. Like he's a great third line player, be good second line player even. Um, well, I, we just have to see what he, he's going to be like in Florida. This could obviously change. I'm just going to take a, that pick with Sam Bennett, where it's, it's a guy that will perform in the playoffs. He'll be there when you need him. And that's what Tampa needs because they're going to be in the playoff deep. Obviously, they were in playoffs deep every single year for the past however long, right? Um, Sam, I don't know. You kinda... Sam Bennett did not make my top 20. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I did have Olofsson there. Okay. Um, Olsen will be now my 20th pick if I were to do it, but I don't know that, that again with the Olsen thing would be like, he hasn't got much playing time. Same with Bennett. Well, he has, but he hasn't gotten enough playing time in a good place where like, again, it's hard to gauge like Olsen is in Buffalo and he's only played three seasons. He's more of a late bloomer as well. Um, but yeah, we'll see with both of those. Who do you have for 20? Uh, so so, so twenty. So so here's some options I have that are available for twenty. Here's <laughs> guys. Who, here's who we're talking about. Um, here, um, Alex Tuck, um, Robbie Fabry, 
Yeah. Elvis Merzlikens. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic, you could also draft. I, I'm just going to see who else. Is there anybody else? Uh, Barbashev. Uh, well, actually, Chris, one of Christian the highest. Uh, that, that's actually someone who I had to, next up. If we were going to go even further, he's going to be a 21st pick. Christian, Marcus Pedersen is an underrated one there. Um, Barry Kapanen. Kapanen. Um, the 20th overall pick actually was San Jose's originally. Um, Chicago traded up in that draft. They had the 27th pick. They traded up to the 20th pick. They gave a that pick and a sixth pick. Or no, Chicago gave the 24 the, the 27th pick and the 62nd overall pick for the 20th overall pick and the 179th overall pick back to Chicago. Uh the San Jose Sharks selected Nick Ligold Dobin. Uh, oh, yeah. that one, yeah. So that one didn't work out. He played for the Canucks for a bit, so seemed okay, never worked out. And 20th overall originally was Nick Schmaltz, who did work out in Chicago and then ended up going to Arizona. So, and yeah, so my pick at number 20, it's Robbie Fabry. I'm gonna get a yeah. red wing in there at the very end. I, I am gonna put Fabry 20. So, <laughs> he was it, the next pick in the draft, actually, 21st overall. He was 21st. So, Fabry. Here's the deal with Fabry. Um, uh, it did take it, a while for him too, as well. It, t- it, it took a, a while. He never really. It was weird. He never really worked with the Blues for whatever reason. I mean, he. he I mean, did for because uh, he's a champion, obviously. But well, yes, but okay. But he was like he was like playing bottom six minutes. Yeah. With, um, uh, his uh, rookie season was actually pretty decent, especially the playoffs. He had 15 points in 20 games in the playoffs. Okay. So and then in injuries, there's obviously the injury problem with yeah. Andre, like trying to stay healthy with him. Um, the 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 I just want to mention this is Steve Eisman working his genius here. The fact that you can trade Jacob Della Rose to St. Louis for Robbie Fabry, like a one for one. It's like, yeah, that's a good trade. That works. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't have Robbie Fabry in my top 20, but it's not to say that like, he was probably going to be like 22nd or may have just been 22nd or 23rd. I originally had him 18th, 18th. And- uh, I just went with Olofsson just because I see, I, I, I just, he had more points and he, he's been less injury prone than, uh, Fabry does, or he has more points like relative to how many games he's played. So let's, let's go through, um, the top 20 here. So yeah. Rav, Rav goes Dreisaitl. Uh, I, I go Pasternak. Yeah. You go Point. I go Ekblad. I go Demko. You go Demko fifth to the Islanders. Then I take Ehlers. You take Nylander. I take Larkin. Uh, and then you go Reinhardt. I go Arvidsson. 10th. Uh, was Arvidsson 10th or 9th? We have him. Sorry? Uh, Arvidsson was 10th to the Ducks. Arvidsson was 10th. I. Uh, you take uh Vrana uh 11. No, yeah, you take because uh, the Predators need scoring. So I, take Vrana. I think the next pick was F- Arizona Fiala, Arizona Fiala. Um, and then you took uh, uh Shisterkin to Washington. I took Devon Taves. Uh, you took Nick Schmoltz to my Red Wings. Um, that's a fine pick. It's not Larkin, but it's still a fine pick. Yeah, I mean, um, what what could you do? What were you gonna do there in that situation, in Detroit? Fifteenth, uh, I had Jared McCann. Jared McCann. Okay, I, I think okay, maybe it's not a hot take podcast, but I think Schmaltz probably right now is better than McCann is. I don't think so. 
but that's, <laughs> that, that's a hot, hot take. Well, I mean, Seattle guy, obviously. You gotta, yeah. Well, no, I, like, I can't say anything about that. I can't say anything about the the the, the bias in this one. Well, no, this I, the problem the problem I have with McCann is the fact that Dubis drafted him or no, Dubis traded for him on a good trade, and I thought he was going to be the Kerfoot replacement. Uh, yeah, but I think it was more so like Seattle had two picks there. Like they had McCann or Kerfoot. I guess they saw more McCann, which which is fair. I think Kerfoot Kerfoot's probably the better pure offensive guy out of the two. Not to say he's bad as a uh, bad defensively, but McCann's better. That, that, that's just how it is. So that's probably why Seattle took him. So then, uh, yeah, you uh, oh god, I messed up here. Hold on. So pretty much then. Uh, yeah, you take Shesterkin to Washington. I take Devon Taves, I believe, to uh, Dallas. You got Schmoltz to Detroit. Uh, Columbus, I have them taking Brandon Montour. Philly, they stay with Sanheim. 18, Minnesota, I have them taking McCann. 19, Tampa Bay. Uh, they go with Sam Bennett, according to you. And then 20, the Blackhawks, they round it out with... Uh, Robbie. Robbie Fabry. So um, I guess we could do some honorable mentions in here. Um, Elvis murders Leakins. He's a guy who, uh, again, we, I think we just got to see like goalies like him on a good team to really gauge how good he is. It's hard to tell like good stats. I don't know. I don't know. He's been pretty good there. I just don't know if he's uh, an average goalie, like a slightly above average goalie or, I don't know. Maybe he might be really good just because he does play. He did play against like in front of Wierenski and Jones for a bit, which is pretty good. But I don't know. We'll see this season, like with the the Corpus Allo and uh, the tandem they're gonna have there. Uh, Kevin LeBanc is another guy. Yeah, he was twentieth or twenty first for me. It was Dvorak LeBanc. I actually had LeBanc originally at fifteenth, but then I changed it up with the the Schmaltz pick. LeBanc was not in my top twenty. Um, yeah. Alex, Alex Tuck, uh, Christian Dvorak. Some some quality players, like a lot of like. Oh yeah, for players. sure. Um, who's it? yeah. So Olafson, there's the, that that guy was actually 24, 21st for me. Uh, sorry, to the St. Louis Blues. I think it could have worked out. Maybe I don't know. It might not have worked out alongside Tarasenko there. And that's when Tarasenko is really coming into his own as like a 30, 40 goal guy. Um, but yeah, like Olafson in, in twenty twenty. Like his first real, like real season, he got forty-two points, fifty-four games, and then you know he, he was killing it in Rochester in eighteen nineteen. Yeah. He was so good in, in the Swedish for Frölunda. He was really good. Um, he actually he played really good in the Swedish Hockey League. Um, yeah. So last season, thirty-two points, fifty-six games, pretty good. Minus twenty-three. I mean, last season I don't gauge for that. Like a lot of players, he was probably honestly like offensively wise, like he was probably their second best player, if we're being honest. It may have been Darlene, him, Reinhardt, because Reinhardt's like, I mean, Reinhardt, probably second, let's be honest, actually. Probably, so Olsen, probably the third most gifted, if we exclude Eichel. Um, I, I think Olsen's a guy who could probably, I don't know, on, a, on another team is a top-tier second-line winger. Who's the, like guy, who's the guy who hasn't worked out in this draft that you still have hopes for? <sighs> I'm going to say, I'll say Nikita Shearback. I won't say that. I will I, not say that for sure. He's, I, I, he, I don't see him playing ever like NHL hockey again. Oh, no, he's no, no. He, he's never going to play in the NHL, but like former Everett Silvertip guy, he was, you know, drafted by Montreal. And it was just like, oh, this guy, like good winger. He had speed. I swear he had like an, a sick goal for Montreal too. I swear. Like, Possibly. Was, like, but like Nikita Shearback, 
big Nikita Sherback fan here. Uh, is there a guy that you, along the lines of Nikita Sherback, but just guy you're mm. like, you were really hyped for and then it didn't really work out? Well, I mean, the obvious pick here was Vertanen. Um, 36 points uh, in in the the COVID season. And it looked like, hey, you know, next year turns up. That's why Benning signed him to the contract. Probably should have signed it to one year in hindsight. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's obviously the guy, like, I'm, I think every Canucks fan is still hung up on just because of what, like, was available. Um, two picks down, Nylander, three picks down, yours, And then if you want to go all the way down to Pasta, like, there's so many guys that could have worked out in this draft. Um, Nick Ritchie's one that, like, it's one where it's like, I, I never expected him to work out. No, I feel like taking him at 10th was also a weird pick for Anaheim, but I mean, he's worked out in his own right. Nick Ritchie's a great player. Like, he's a great bottom six player, I think. Um, where is he now? Toronto? He's on Toronto, right? Yeah, he's on Toronto. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good play, uh, good play by um, Dubis there to get him. Um, it's obviously every year you want to get those big guys for Toronto to defend the rest of them. And I mean, it never seems to work out. It might work this year. Um, I mean, I don't know if I really, D'Angelo's one I never, like, <laughs> okay, well, we won't talk about D'Angelo anymore. We'll leave D'Angelo at, at that. Um, I think the biggest, one of the biggest disappointments, obviously, was Josh Hosang, though. Hey, Josh Hosang worked out in my NHL 19. My <laughs> yeah, he always does. It always, he always does. <laughs> it always works out for him. Um, there's a lot of, he's been in a lot of trades here. I'm just looking at like, so, yeah, I guess. Hold on. So, Hosang, uh, he was, again, an okay, like, you know, junior player with Windsor, right? Like, yeah, fine junior player. And in 53 NHL games, he has 24 points. Yeah, I mean, he was meant to be, I think he was meant to obviously go much higher in the draft. And then because of all the uh, the off-ice issues, uh, that that didn't work out. He went 28th, got traded around. He's going he's to trade with Beauvillier, Marty St. Louis, Oliver Shillington. Um, actually, that year, 30th overall. New Jersey had to pick 30th because of the Kovalchuk penalty. So they, they took John Quentinville, who I think actually I was looking at John Quentinville's uh, point shares. He has negative point shares. I didn't know that. Was, so that, I mean, just that alone shows how that worked out. Um, I mean, a few guys that did work out. Vanacek, 39th, he worked out. Um, Marcus Pedersen worked out for Pittsburgh. Uh, he actually got originally drafted by Anaheim. Um Kasha is a guy who I hope works out this season, um, but it, it does suck to because he. I think he is a really good player. I just the, the injuries have hurt him. Yeah, and, and I mean maybe Toronto is the place where it finally works out for him. But like if he yeah, again, that's a good another, pick by he, Dubat. Well, it's like he's another guy where it's like if he can stay healthy, look out, you know that type of thing. Yeah, um, I I assume just because like he'll get a few minutes up on the first line power play time, just because he is so gifted like offensively that I I do think it could work out. But we could I don't know we could see that. Um, who else is he in here? I'm um, shout out to that Buffalo writer saying Jonas Johansson was the worst goal he's ever seen play. Um, because he got picked first in the third round. <laughs> well, then did he go to like Colorado and he like. Had, he played like, decent, like expert. Yeah, he well. had like like a couple decent games with them. Like he won them some games. Uh, again, it's the it's the goalie thing where like you're in front of also like you look who you're ahead of. Um, I obviously shout out to Stevie Y for the moving up one spot, giving up a seventh move up one spot 
and taking Braden Point instead of Lewis uh, Belpedio. Um, well, this is also, again, this is a hauling draft. So on the Detroit side, you have, oh, yeah, look at this. Dylan Larkin, Dominic Turgeon, who's going to, Turgeon, who's going to go play yeah. uh, the A this year. Christopher F, Christopher N or whatever. Christopher N. And he was a guy I also thought like would work out too. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I really, yeah, not a lot of. Um, who else? Is he? There's one guy in here. I forgot. He's, um. Jake Evans is in this draft, by the way. Ooh, he, he was. Uh, he could be a good. I think uh, he might get third line minutes this year, just because of how everything's going with him. Um, shout out to Stanley Cup champion uh, Nathan Walker, who's taken 89th overall, Washington oh, nice. uh, Capitals. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. I don't know if that. So what happened in that? Like, he's a one. I think he's the only Australian player to win the Stanley Cup, probably right. Like, I so think great so. for I think him. Um, shout out to him. Uh, Capitals actually acquired that pick, the Nathan Walker pick, and gave up two forts. Uh, one of them was Ryan Mantha. The other was Igor Shesterkin. So, uh, oof there maybe. Um, but hey, it worked out for it worked out for uh, Walker. I mean, they won a Stanley Cup, so you you it worked, and he was on the team that year. They won. Rab, any other final thoughts here on this draft before we head out here? Um, no, that's about it. I, I think. Obviously, the Demko pick was probably the wildest one out of all of them, but I'm fine with it. I, I think I he was gonna go. You stand, top 10 you stand in my by that regardless. pick. You, you stand by yeah, that pick. I stand by it. Um, yeah, I think it was a good pick. Um, I could go on about the guys in here: Bunting, Heinen, you know, Arvidsson. I'll, I'll shout out to Olsen we, again. We almost went two pick. hours again, and we didn't even talk <laughs> football this time. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. There's a Great. lot of guys. Daniel Wolcott. <laughs> a lot of guys in here. Uh, Rav. Thank you again for taking the time to do this. It's been great. We, we are going to be back next week to redo the 2016 NHL draft. Uh, we're also going to be doing a, another podcast with SYP creator Scott. We're going to be talking about the NHL Metro division this year. We're going to be discussing the Ryder Cup. So be sure to tune into that later on this week. Uh, thank you very much for all your support. Uh, yeah. Does uh, Matthews or Lining go first? You'll see. You will listen, you will you will uh, get to know our reaction next week. Um, thank you very much. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like this video, subscribe to the <laughs> channel, and if you're listening on the audio version, uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I don't know, yeah. whatever you do today. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace out. Bye.